Hey guys, welcome back. You are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I am your host, C. Choi, a.k.a. Christina, and happy Thanksgiving! Yay! Long weekend! Yes, um, I hope you guys are spending your Thanksgiving well-fed and warm and relaxed and enjoying the weekend. So I just got back from a weekend trip with Joanne, actually. It was just nice to have, like, a different change in the scenery, you know? Like, yeah, I felt very refreshed. And yesterday, so we got back on Monday, and I literally had, like, the post-vacation blues. But, I mean, it's Wednesday today. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, or when you're listening to this, it's Thanksgiving. So, you know, we have the weekend to look forward to. Anyways, let's talk about episode 10 of Huarang, The Beginning. So, last week I said that I had high expectations for this episode because how could you go lower, you know, from episode 9? Like, there was no way. Well, I thought wrong. Guys, I thought wrong. There is a lower place. But anyways, um, let's, let's just talk about it, okay? Let's talk about it. So the first five minutes of this episode, they do kind of like a recap. Um, the ceremony is starting. There's like people on stage performing. The queen feels dizzy, so she goes to take a rest. And Sam comes to talk to the queen about the, you know, the princess and why she's there. Uh, v comes into the infirmary where Otto is and says that GD and Panyu are missing. Otto sees Sam inside the tent with the queen, overhears them talk, and Otto discovers that Sam is King Jinheng. So, okay, I know there's like a lot of confusion over who Sam is. So there's Sam and his alias or, um... His, like, undercover name for himself is GD. And then King Jinheng is his, like, title. So Sam, King Jinheng, and GD, it's all the same person. Okay, just making that clear. And then the guard, like, makes Otto faint. Uh, he, like, gets behind her, and then he, like, kidnaps her. So that was all from the previous episode. Panyu is looking upset and he like has that look of regret in his eyes and he's also like about to cry. Then his dad, aka principal of Dream High, visits him and asks him if he completed his job. His dad is like, this task, like what you're doing right now, you're not ruining the ceremony. This is a test by Young Shigong. He is doing this to test you and your loyalty to him. So don't think of it as like, you're doing something bad, you're doing something good to prove yourself. And Panyu like asks his dad, like, are you really that afraid of Young Shigong? And his dad is sort of like gets mad, but he's like, This is all for your sake, like for your good. Panyu is like, Yeah, I understand that. Like you keep saying that, but you don't even ask how I am thinking or like, you know, what I am feeling uh, right now. And he just like walks away. The blue friend, oh my god, he is crazy. Like, I don't know if he's drunk or if he's just, like, crazy. He's a loon. Like, he is the one who destroyed all the instrument. And he does this in a very, very creepy way. Like, he has that, like, very creepy laugh. Like, and he's just, like, ruining, going ham with his little knife. So meanwhile, they're still performing on stage. 
like just the they're not the Huarangs. They're I don't know who they are. Like random performers, I guess. So they're performing, and Young Shilgong asks the biological dad if everything's ready, and the dad's like, "Yeah, it should be." So the Huarangs who are in charge of playing the instruments, they saw that the instruments were all ruined, and they're like, "Oh shoot." We're screwed. Um, the teacher is like freaking out, and OF is called over, and all the Huarangs, like even the dancers, they're like in shock, and um, they're like talking to themselves, like, "Oh my gosh, are are we ruined? Or like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Oh my gosh, is our performance going to be canceled? Oh no!" But Sonu is like, "No, we might still be able to perform because that old man. He's talking about the Mangmang uncle." He's like, that old man wouldn't let that happen. He'll think of something. Suho immediately accuses that it's Panyu who did all the instruments, who like ruined it. And um, Panyu like comes back to the tent where they were, and he's like still in his blue uniform. Everyone was wearing like red, and he's like trying to get ready. All the guys there, like all the rest of the Huarang, they're sort of like pissed at him. And Suho like pushes him and is like, if we ruin this, then this is all because of you. And then we will never forgive you. Mama um, uncle is trying to figure out ways to use like household items as drums. He said that he's gonna make drums and like all the rest of the instruments. So he like makes a xylophone and he makes some kind of a guitar and drums with pots and pans. Meanwhile, OF notifies the princess that you know this happened, and the princess she like she is firm, like she is. I don't know, like, she kind of sounds a little bit fake, but she's, like, serious, right? You <laughs> know, um, She's like, are you that incompetent to OF, or are you doing this on purpose to ruin the royal family? She orders him, saying that, like, the Huarangs must perform no matter what. And OF is like, yes, princess. I feel like OF is kind of, like, patronizing. I don't know. Anyways, so the new instruments were made and um, the band, I guess, the Huarang band, they're playing. They're, the way they play these instruments, they kind of like do it really enjoyingly. They're enjoying it, of course. They have like big smiles and they're like laughing amongst themselves playing these things. And like the crowd, like at first, they were like, what the heck is this? Because they've never seen these kind of instruments and... Um, but like the Huarang, the band, they're like playing like nothing, nothing's wrong and that like everything is normal. <laughs> and the crowd is like confused. And then the dancers come on stage and they're dancing with the sticks. Um, oh, it wasn't the sticks. It was uh, swords. They're like jumping, doing cartwheels, slashing. Oh, and they do like a fake love like, if you're a fan of BTS, like, you've seen the music video and the dance of Fake Love. Like, they do, like, that shadow thing in the beginning, you know. Da -da 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 Anyways, they do like like one person moves and then the other person like in the back like comes out. You know what I mean? It's like that that shadowy thing. It was yeah, they did that. Um, and then they end, and then you know the crowd cheers. Girls are going crazy, screaming, fangirling. Um, Young Shilgong is upset that this performance was successful, and he like leaves with um, the biological dad, aka principal of Dream High. OF is like cheering like a madman and the queen acknowledges that they did well and she leaves. The rest of the Huarangs on stage are like hugging, laughing, having a good time. 
So back with Otto and the Queen. Um, the guard tells the Queen that Otto had heard everything between um, the Queen and the King. So the Queen gets out the sword and she like raises it to Otto. Um, Otto, she still like fainted. The guard then. So in the next scene, the guard is seen carrying something in a large blanket, and I, it is Otto. Like, he, like, wrapped her, and he's just kidnapping her. Sam is walking behind the tent, and he sees that the guard is being all sketchy and carrying something off on his horse. Powell comes to Sam and tells him that Otto had heard what they said, like, between the queen and him, and Sam figures out that, oh my gosh, the guard took Otto and she's going to be killed off. And it's true. The guard is carrying her and... She's awake now, so she's, like, squirming around. He places her in front of the queen, and she's, like, bowing or, like, you know, paying her, showing her respect. The queen asks Otto what she saw. Sonu is looking for Otto outside, um, back at the the event. So, the so okay, the guard had carried Otto out of that ceremony place and back to the palace. And so Sonu is back at the ceremony place, or like the celebration place, and he's looking for Otto, but he doesn't know where he is or what happened. Sam, on the other hand, like knows that um, the queen is at the palace, so he's gonna go and see her. Powell is trying to stop him, and he says that, um, Sam, you're gonna be in danger if you try to save that girl. And then Sam replies, it doesn't matter. Like, people will see how dangerous I can be if that girl is killed. So Powell backs away. So Otto is asked again by the queen, like, do you see something? And Otto's like, if GD is king, then yeah, I saw the king. The queen is like, I know your dad. And Otto's like, I know. The queen is like, you look so much like your mom. And Otto's like, I also know that you resented my mom. Then the queen kind of like leans in close to her and um, tells her, I was trying to think of ways to save you, but there's no way. And she just like gets back up. She orders the guard to kill her. And the guard is like advancing towards her with his like um, sword out. And Otto is like begging, please, please spare me. Please let me live. And the guard is about to like swing to kill her. But Sam out of nowhere comes and blocks the guard, disarms him. And then he orders the guard to kneel before him because he's king. He's like, I'm your monarch, kneel. And the guard kneels, and the queen is, like, shook. She's like, what the heck are you doing? Like, why are you here? Like, why are you protecting this girl? Like, she's freaking out because um, basically Sam had confirmed that he was king in front of Otto. And um, Sam is like, I will protect this innocent girl. Like, she is my citizen, and she's special to me. Like, I need to protect her. And the queen is like, what the heck are you doing? Like, stop. And Sam is like, I am King Jin Hung the king of this nation. And then he like storms out with Otto. The queen is like still shook. She's like shaking. And then she's like, I have to remove Sam and Otto from each other, no matter what, like whatever it takes. So Sam uh, is walking Otto home and she is like freaked out. She's like, are you really the king? And Sam's like, yeah. And Otto looks shocked. Um, she doesn't say anything. And Sam's like, what's wrong? Like, why are you not saying anything? And Otto says that I'm thinking of all the ways that I've treated you and the things I've done to you. Um, she has like, all these flashbacks of how when she was like really rude to him, she even like 
put pins, you know, to paralyze him, you know? Like, she's, like, thinking all of these, like, all of these things are coming back to her, and she's, like, full of regrets. Like, she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm doomed. Are you going to kill me? Sam kind of, like, jokes. She's like, well, you know, since we had some good memories and some good times together, I will specially let you choose how you want to die. And um, he suggests, like, you know, um, how about being boiled alive? Otto is like, am I not offensive to you? Um, she, like, then talks about that rumor uh, of, like, whoever sees the king's face, they die. And Sam is like, I'm going to protect you because you are my special citizen, the person I care most about. Oh. Yeah. And then Sam just tells Otto to do what she ever, what she did before, like, stop being awkward, you know, we're gonna get caught because of you being all awkward around them. And then at that moment, Sonu comes. He's like furious. He was searching for Otto all night and he's like, where were you? Sam tells him that she was with him and Sonu's like, I didn't ask you, bro. Um, Otto then kind of like stutters to Sam and thanks him for today and she leaves. Sonu is following her and just like asks, her again like where she was he's like I was so concerned for you Otto replies she's like why you're not my brother so why do you care um she then again it's the same story she keeps telling him that I don't like you I don't like that you are my brother so leave me alone I'm not gonna accept you as my brother didn't she say that she would accept like in episode nine I'm pretty sure she did but there she goes again she's like I don't like you as my brother, stop it. And then, so Sonu is like, okay, fine. He drags her and takes her to Kwangsu's grave. Um, the, you know, the tower with rocks. There's like already mold, like growing on it. Like it hasn't been that long, has it? Uh, anyways, um, Sonu says to Kwangsu, or like the grave, that he is so sorry um, for bringing his sister too late. And then Sonu tells Aro that Kwangsu really wanted to see her until the end. Like the reason he went back to that place, um, the concubine place, or the prostitution house, or even back into the village when they were like kind of being chased away, was to find her because she had that necklace and Kwangsu had seen that. So Sonu is like apologizing to Aro. She's like bawling. Sonu apologizes that. You know, he feels very sorry that it wasn't him that died instead of her brother. Uh, walking home, Otto asks what kind of person her brother was, like Kwangsu. And Sonu says that Kwangsu was a brother, mother, the only family to me, and that he was the nicest person I've ever known. Um, Otto like, is crying and she's like, I wish that I met him. And then she says that again, like, I don't like that you are my brother, that you're pretending to be my brother, like, I'm not gonna accept it, I don't like it. And Sonu, again, tells her, well, it doesn't matter what you like or if you don't accept, it doesn't matter because I will be by your side to protect you because that is why I'm still alive and here. And that's what Kwangsu wanted, which is exactly what he said last, um, last episode, but... I don't know, I feel like they've had this interaction a lot. Anyways, um, Mang Mang uncle is talking to that mysterious man in the crowd. Oh, okay, so like, at, while the Hwarangs were performing on stage, there was this like, man who kept on looking at Sonu. Like, 
He was just like plainly staring at him. And Mang Mang uncle is talking to this guy after. The uncle is like, hey, did you see him? And the man is like, yeah, um, you know, I think it's best for him. Because Mang Mang uncle had promised that guy, the mystery man, that he would keep Sonu out of the spotlight um, and not into the public eye. Because I don't know, I feel like Sonu is his son, the mystery man's son, and the mystery man is some, someone of importance, maybe, is what my theory is. Not sure. So the mystery man tells Mang Mang that, I mean, it's fine. I think it might even be better that he's living like this. We see An Ji Gong um, at his hospital, I don't, like, house hospital. <laughs> Anjigo <laughs> uh, is looking at the poison that the queen is drinking and um, he's like talking to himself this is the poison Ooh. and so the mystery man comes to visit him the mystery man has a cane and when he takes off his hat Anjigo recognizes him he is Hui Kyung-gong um, who suffers from infantile paralysis and um, An was like, what are you doing here? And Hui Kyung-gong, he's like, well, I came here to see if you can do something about my leg. But An was like, there's nothing I can do. And he's like, I know. So he sat down and he's like, yeah, I know that. But anyways, okay. Hui Kyung-gong says that um, if I had been healthy as a child and could ride a horse, walk normally and function... Uh, my family probably wouldn't have removed my name from the sacred bone list. So I think he is of royal descent. And I think he's Sonu's dad. Um, An Ji-gong asks, like, why he's here. Like, what's the real truth? And Hui Kyung-gong says that Aro was dragged on a horse by the royal guard on the night of the ceremony. And he's like, the queen is going to hurt your daughter. An Ji-gong is surprised. He's, like, kind of shocked. He's like, why are you telling me this? And the mystery man is like saying, this is the payback for what you've done for me. That's what the translation said, but I think the word is like um, favor, I think. Like he's like, this is, I'm telling you this because you're doing me a favor, um, not paying back. Because paying back sounds like revenge, right? Anyways, the rural council leaders are discussing the ceremony and... Now, the Hwarangs are even more popular, so the, the leaders are upset. They're like, man, like, we shouldn't have done this. Like, we shouldn't have agreed with the Hwarangs in the first place, and la-di-da. Young Shigong is like, OF is good at his job, I guess. He's like, oh, wow, he's slowly making the Hwarangs his own. Meanwhile, Pan Yu's biological dad is reprimanding Pan Yu, saying that even if you don't obey, things are going to happen. So just forget me. Don't think of me. Don't think that you are doing me a favor, but think that you are doing Yong Shigong a favor. Yong Shigong is your real father. And so Pan Yu's like kind of upset. He's like, so I have no father. They say that I have two fathers, but one doesn't even acknowledge me as his son, and the other one rejects me. So yeah, poor Pan Yu. Sam is at the prostitution house drinking tea and he's all smiling and happy and Paul is like, why are you so happy? Sam's like, well, I got to 
um, reveal my true identity to the one person that I actually care about. And Paul's like, she's not even that pretty. And Sam's kind of like, your taste in women is terrible. Um, he orders Paul to slay anyone who is going to hurt Otto and Paul accepts. Pan Yu is in the other room with his friends and they're quietly drinking until the blue friend, the crazy, already drunk, he's like, yeah, he's like drunk. He comes and he starts drinking more and the blue friend kind of like taunts Pan Yu. He's like, hey, aren't you thankful? He's like, you should have done better so that I didn't have to step up. And Pan Yu is angry. Suho is in another room and he figured out apparently that it wasn't Pan Yu who ruined the instruments. Um, he said that he knows Panyu well enough and whenever Panyu feels like he's been wronged or whenever he's like blamed for something that he didn't do, he bites his underlip. And Suho said that he did that at that night. Yoor and V are with him and Yoor's like, are you guys friends or enemies? Like, what are you? And V is like, you know that about him, but you don't know about the breast incident? And, and Yoor is like, shh, stop, don't say that. Then Suho's sister, Suyeon, bursts into their room with a wine bottle and then she sees that the person who she's looking for is not there. She literally just leaves without acknowledging Suho. And Suho's like, was that, was that my sister? Why is she ignoring me? Then he finally remembers what happened that night. How there's a rumor saying that Panyu touched Suyeon's breasts and Suho stands up. He's like, I am going to kill Panyu. He yells his name and he looks very crazy. At the moment that um, Suho yells his name, Panyu bursts out of his room and in the back you can see the blue friend looking all smug. Then Suyeon drags Panyu to another area um, by hand, like he, like, she like holds his hand. Um, she tells him that she is thankful, that she really enjoyed the performance as well, and she gives him the bottle of wine. But before Panyu can even accept, Suho comes bursting in and he's like, he freaking fly and punches Panyu and is like, how dare you touch my sister? He's beating him up. Then Suyeon sees this and she's like frustrated. She smacks Suho again in the head with a wine bottle and the wine, like you hear the bottle crack and Suho is like fainted on the ground. Like this girl has no mercy for her brother. <laughs> so funny. Um, she then assists Panyu up and they leave. Yoor and V, they're like, what the heck just happened? Yoor is like, I was not expecting that. And V is like, I feel so sorry for Suho. Me too, bro. Like, Man, getting beat by your sister twice in the head. Dang. An is feeling Sonu's pulse and is examining him. He then kind of like asks about how he's doing at school and asks if Otto is okay at school. And Sonu's like, why are you asking me these questions? Just ask Otto yourself. And An is like, oh, well, I guess I really do think of you as my real son. And he, I feel like this is a slight threat. He tells Sonu that he hopes Sonu can be a real brother to Aro. I feel like this is an indirect threat in a way, um, saying that you shouldn't be romantically involved, but you need to be a brother figure, kind of, right? I don't know. Aro is in her room and she flashes back to what Sonu had said to her. The three are eating together, they're eating dinner, I think, and Anji Gong is like trying to break the ice because there's like tension, but they're still all awkward. Suho is at his house and he has a neck brace. Oh my gosh, so funny. He's eating with Suyeon and his dad, and his dad is like, So, I heard you failed the previous task, but Padnu passed. 
And Suo's like, yeah. Um, the dad is like, it's unacceptable to lose to Panyu. He's a traitor's son, so you have to do whatever it takes to win. Um, so they're out in the courtyard, and Suho headlocks Suyun and demands why she's defending Panyu after what he did to her. Then Suyun tells him the truth, um, like what really happened, like how, you know, she touched his butt. And she tells Suho to leave Panyu alone. So the Hwarangs and Aro, they return to the academy. So they were on like a break. Um, OF comes to talk to them and he's like, you know, since the people really enjoyed the ceremony, you guys all passed the music assignment. The next assignment, I am going to attach an appendage to you. By appendage, she meant the Nangdus. These are a group of men. They're like warriors that will assist the Hwarangs. Um, they're made up of half-breeds as well as other like rejects who didn't get into Hwarangs. And oh, the blue friend, the blue evil friend is there as well as ha, um, Song, V's brother, Tanze. So, um, oh yeah, and Paul, Paul is there. He like faked his age. He, he lied that he was 22 years old and OF is like, what? But he still got in. Yeah, so OF explains that the Nangdus are Hwarang's subordinates and they're kind of like partners, but they have to serve uh, the Hwarang's. Pao is Sam's and um, he tells him that he's un undercover and Sam looks disgusted. Tanse chooses Sonu. So, okay, so the Nangdus could choose whoever they want to serve, like whoever, whichever Hwarang they want to serve. And Tanse chose Sonu. And Suho and Yo, they're like, wow, that's awesome for you, Sonu. He's like a great guy. V looks kind of upset because, I mean, he wanted his brother, but yeah. Panyu's. Nangdu is the blue evil friend and um, the blue friend smugly says that you know I didn't want this either but it was at the request of Yong Shigong he trusts me and he's like he trusted me to make sure that you don't do anything wrong so their next assignment is to work together as one and shoot arrows while riding a horse like on horseback, like going fast, they need to shoot arrows to make it into like that target. And so they're doing this, they're training, and Sonu asks like, he's like kind of complaining, he's like, why do we have to do this? Why can't we just do one? Like shoot arrow or just ride a horse? And Tanze is like kind of, Tanze is kind of like blunt and he's kind of very sarcastic. He's like, that's because that's how they fight in the war. Sonu asks like, why did you choose me? I heard you were also half-breed like me. And you're also Han Song's brother, so why didn't you choose him? Tanze is like, you might not like the answer. And Son was like, try me. So Tanze says that I would have to actually serve if I had chosen another Hwarang. But it seemed like I wouldn't have to do that if it were you. And um, Son was like, I don't need, yeah, you're right. I don't need someone to serve me. I don't need a servant. To me, you and I are the same and you are also the same as everyone else here. Um, yeah, and I think Tanse kind of like got moved, <laughs> got touched. Anyways, V is upset and so he's Hansong. He came to see Aro at the infirmary and Aro's like, oh, is it because your brother? And V looks kind of blank. And then he tells her that, you know, my grandfather really, really loves me and favors me a lot. But as much as he loves me, he hates my brother. And V says that he actually loves his brother more than he loves his grandpa and is a little bit upset that his hyung didn't choose him to be his nanggu, nangdu. But he's like, 
I'm still glad that he's Sonu's Nangdu because Sonu is a nice person. And Aro is like, oh, really? That's great. So Aro is like doing some chores and she bumps into Sam. But she feels so awkward around him and she's still like freaking out. Sam kind of teases her. He's like, are you stop freaking out because I'm king? Like he says that word like very loudly. And Aro is like, stop saying that out loud. What if someone hears? Um, Sam helps her to do her chores and he keeps asking her like stopping. Like, why are you awkward? Stop it. And Sam then confesses to her again saying that she is the most precious and special person to him. Suyeon comes to talk to Aro and tells Aro to stop Suho if she sees that Suho is bothering Banyu. Sonu is practicing with Tanse and he is terrible at riding and shooting arrows. Tanse is very sarcastic and kind of like blunt so he like disses Sonu but he does it in a formal way like he uses all these like formal words to diss him and Sonu's like wow you have a knack for doing that Tanse's like maybe I should start looking for another Hwarang because at this rate you're going to fail and you're going to be kicked out at lunchtime Suo is still kind of angry at Panyu but he holds back since his sister is the one who touched his butt <laughs> Um, Aro comes and Sam's like, hey, did you come to see me? Um, Sonu just kind of ignores her. So Aro comes up to Sonu and she then like vents out that she like hates him now. She's like, you know, I wish you got injured over and over and over again. Like, and I couldn't care less. And she just like storms out. Like, I don't get it. Like, why is she doing this? Is she just like lashing out because she wants him and she can't have him? Like, is that what it is? Anyways, um, she's like watching Sonu practice and while he's like on the horse and practicing, he has one of his epilepsy episode and he passes out. He falls off the horse, so Otto is like running towards him. She can't feel his pulse because she's touching the wrong area. I don't know, she's like, I can't find his pulse. And she's just like pounding his chest. She does CPR on him, but it's not CPR. Like, that's not CPR. She just kisses him. She's not blowing air. She's just like, she has her lips touching his lips, and she's just crying. So I don't think, maybe she, maybe she didn't mean to do CPR. Maybe she meant to kiss him, maybe. She's like bawling, and she cries out, and she's basically confessing out her feelings. She's like, I, the reason why I was acting out was because I'm falling in love with you, and I'm so sad that you have to pretend to be my brother, blah, 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 blah. And then he wakes up, and then he freaking kisses her. Bro, that's your sister! Drama is a mess. I do not like this drama. And this episode was so much worse than episode 9. Like, I was not expecting this. I mean, okay, I know that they're not related. Yes. But officially they are, and they've agreed that they would accept, right? He even promised his dad, or like, Anjigong. Oh my gosh. I just, it, yeah. This episode was... This drama is getting very, like, stressful to watch. We have 10 more episodes left of this episode. 10 more hours. Oh my gosh. 
Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let me know, please. How do you feel about this drama? Like, what are your thoughts? I'm so curious. Um, are you guys okay with it? Like, do you just accept that? I mean, since they're not really related, like, it's all, is it romantic? Because I, I, I don't think it's romantic. Anyways, that's just me. Again, like, I hope I didn't offend anyone. Um, if you really love this drama, I'm so sorry to have offended you. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, okay, so that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to the next episode. Talk to you guys next time. Bye!